Welcome back. This is John Wisebrode, and you are listening to the second of a special two-part premiere episode of the conversation I recorded with Alec Holcomb, the OHS grad. You know him, 24-year-old head coach of Carleton College, the youngest head coach in the NCAA. If you're listening to this, you probably, I'm guessing, already soaked up the first episode, which debuted on March 9th. But if not, go to Twitter. Search at WisebroJohn, and you'll see it right there at the top. In terms of how to download this moving forward, it's not going to be just on my Twitter account. This is a project that is ever-evolving. We're all very excited about it, and there's going to be plenty of other ways to download it. But once again, this is the premiere. This is the pilot. And if you want to access the first one, if you haven't already, easiest way right now, go to my Twitter account, at WisebroJohn. It's right there at the top plenty of ways to access this and download this and I will be announcing those as we move forward. It's not going to be just through my Twitter, believe me. But when I have that information, I'll pass it along to you. One last thing uh, before we get started. If you would like to become a part of this project, if you are a local business owner, service provider, we have three great sponsorship tiers to get involved in this thing. Everything from title sponsors to 30-second ads because this will ultimately be broken into four segments. Once we start going with the on-air product, best way to do that, email me, John Weisbrod at John W at KOWZonline.com. Once again, that's John W at KOWZonline.com. And I'd love to talk to you. If you want to become a partner of this, there's plenty of ways to do that because once again, this isn't going to be just a podcast. It's going to be on the air as well. We had a lot of people listening to this premiere episode and right now we're just promoting it on my personal social media. But 26 episodes a year is kind of what we're looking at. As for this one, I decided to make it sort of a story time with Ella Holcomb. He truly is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm telling you, two and a half hours with him, we could have filled an entire series of installments for this podcast. So really, as the night progressed, just kind of volleyed back and forth with stories because our paths crossed over. He rose through high school and college when I was working at the newspaper, the OPP, as the sports editor. We got to know each other, and it was really easy to just to kind of play off each other and this is the second of the special two-part premiere, as I've probably said 47 times already, but a little bit different format this time, but still awesome content. Once again, I cannot thank my friend Alec Holcomb more for coming on. He was great. Story time with Carlton head baseball coach Alec Holcomb. Enjoy. Before the interview, me and, o- me and John are just kind of like, wait, what are we going to talk yeah, about? Let's just, uh, let's just talk. 50 feet into the air, middle of the two bus, and a 15-yard <laughs> flag. And I'm looking, and I'm like, what? But look at we you. We still remember the art, and it's the funniest stuff ever. Because yeah. like, I was 100% on board with you. It was an article, and it was like, yeah. when you need two yards, Haley's getting you four. When you need four yards, Haley's getting four. When you need 20 yards, Haley's Get getting you four. four. And I so was true. like, that's what he is. Yes. He's just a grinder. And then all of a sudden that year, it's like, oh, Sam Haley's another story. Seven touchdowns in one game after told me he's like, he's like, I'm slow, John. I don't know what it is. I, 
But, but look at we you. We still remember the art, and it's the funniest stuff ever. Because yeah. like, I was 100% on board with you. It was an article, and it was like, yeah. when you need two yards, Haley's getting you four. When you need four yards, Haley's getting four. When you need yes. 20 yards, Haley's Get getting you four. four. And so I was true. like, that's what he is. Yes. He's just a grinder. And then all of a sudden that year, it's like a uh, 50-yard run, 40-yard yeah. run. Seven touchdowns against Austin. <laughs> yes. Now, yeah. granted, with Austin, you automatically get three because <laughs> yeah. that's what they give you. But no, seriously, that's... He yep. still has the record with Jay Will, Jason Williamson, and Sam fucking Hilly, yep. and he had he played because of Julius Franklin. I think you know couldn't play the rest of the year when yep. he was a junior. So Hilly was starting linebacker because he's always was he an been LB? a stud. Yeah, so oh. he so that's what. So I played baseball, hockey, football all the way up with Hilly. He was our starting linebacker. My junior, his junior, he was outside backer. Had always been tailback in our grade a little bit, mm-hmm. but then like Julius, he was never a stud. Julius, right? yeah. no, exactly. In seventh grade football, he was on the B team. <laughs> the top oh, forty really? Owatonna kids, the top forty Owatonna kids, it's kids first football, A team, B team. They put Hilly on the B team because he was small and slow. <laughs> yeah. hey, and you'll say that they, too. They, they, it's like in eighth grade. I think literally the tryout of who made A and B was you weigh in, <laughs> we take the top twenty heaviest, and then we run a forty. We'll take the next ten fastest, <laughs> and that's that's our that's our A and B. That's team. the vetting process. Hilly wasn't heavy and he yeah. wasn't fast. So at it, that age, you know that's uh, he's got an uphill battle. <laughs> yes. but by golly, he made it. Yes, he did. So Funny yeah, no, that's that's the cool stuff of just kind of like yeah, no, he was outside backer. Julius gets mm-hmm. hurt, and then it was just kind of like okay, now your tail and outside backers. Junior year, then senior year, we're like, oh well, we're giving yeah. you the ball forty times. Right. Let's not have you play defense. So the story people don't know mm-hmm. is in practice because he was just tough as nails. We were for playoffs. He hadn't played defense all year, but we were putting in red zone and mm-hmm. like third down. Let's bring Hilly in, rush off the edge, oh, no. cover in the slot. Hmm. End of practice, of course. Wednesday yep. practice, playing whatever. Lineman rolls into him, high ankle sprain. It's always the so, last play yes. at practice for you NFL player or for you <laughs> NFL fans out there watching. Patrick Mahomes playing a high ankle sprain because I've seen athletes Same. have high ankle sprains. I had a pitcher on my Concordia uh-huh. team, severe high ankle sprain, and he tried to just play catch with the baseball. Three weeks later, yep. he said most excruciating pain later. So Hilly had ten carries or whatever, four days off a high ankle sprain. I don't know how. The fact Patrick Mahomes then played NFL on that because it's a legit to feel 100. percent You may just, as well break it. Luckily, never had ankle problems because so graduation party for my sister. Yep. And I was going through a stage where I wore like I think they're called etnies. They're like skater oh, yeah, shoes, yep. right? I remember. Yep. I was playing basketball, styling. Yep. Yes, the yep. white and black pair. And I, thought, I mean, I was thought I was so cool, but yep. I was playing basketball with some kids and went up for a rebound and boom, and something shocked my body again. Yep. Just like when I broke my pinky, I'm like. I'm laying on the ground, and at this point, you're in a light, in a world where you can still get embarrassed about stuff. Yeah, I mean, and it, like it hurts, you know, and, and you know that's just traumatic. And I'm laying on the ground in front of all these people because I'm like, and I remember driving to, um, or not driving. I was in the back seat. My mom's yep. driving, and like she's a nurse, and she's like, John, I really wish you just would have broke your foot because the ankle's this big. And I was coaching baseball at the time, and I had to be yeah. crutches, so I couldn't do all my stuff yep. for like three weeks. I mean, even the doctor's like, this is so, I couldn't walk. I let yep. alone be a Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, yeah. for you, the rest of your life, there'll be times when the ankle will be like, just bite you. It was a high ankle sprint. So every time I hear that now, I remember, I get it, man. It is not a and joke. And it still is a little bit. Every little yes. bit. Every, and now, I, what's the new high tech surgery that all the Bama, it's like tightrope surgery, basically. Yeah, yes. I've heard something about that. They make all the Bama guys do it. Of like, <laughs> so then they tight, whatever. They yeah. tightrope so something, something together so you can't high Can't ankle get a high sprain, ankle sprain. But then it's like, well, then you have no mobility in your, whatever, yeah, yeah. anyways. <laughs> but it's like, hey, this is where we're at. Ankle sprain, you're tightroping it. So every time that an ankle sprain, procedure, yeah. what happened for football, I'm like, Jeff, is a higher low. 
And I, I actually didn't like talking about injuries because it I, is tough when it's it 16, is six, you know, and you don't want to give too much and no away. One wants, and, even in the professional level, yeah, injuries suck. It's just it, yep. it's kind of nobody knows like an ankle yep. sprain and like you know a lot of times it was just like I don't want to go up and make how are you feeling? It's like everyone's hurt, yes. right? And yeah. so I tried to avoid that, but it was always yep. the off the record stuff that was higher low. What is it or MCL one two three great? <laughs> yep. And it's like I go home okay two three weeks all right we're good. Yep. But yep. Sam Hilly, well that doesn't surprise me. Like he was and just, he still had 12 carries on a high ankle sprain, shorter recovery than I don't know how. I, like he couldn't walk, and then no, all of a sudden, I, I, whenever I we're believe playing, it. we're just like he's just like I, I'm taping it up and I'm running. And then that Northfield team went on the next week. I don't think they scored a touchdown. They no. lost to JM. Yep, and, and that then, JM team was good because yep. we beat them in overtime earlier. They were yeah. littered with college athletes. Oh. Like I think they had three guys that were starters at Mankato. They had the little running back, um, Baz Martin. Well, yeah, yep. went on to Duluth yep. and was he ran like legit four three forty. Like, give him two inches and he's... One of their outside linebackers was a three-year starter at Mankato on their all-American team, too. Brady Tuckner was his name. Yeah. And they had that... uh, Emmanuel Giotto. That's it. That's the name I was going to go... Yes! That guy, I was like, there's a couple block teams where they're like, all right, Holcomb, we're going to just fullback and just double this guy with the guard. I'm like, I don't want to do that. 6'4", 270. Let the guard and tackle take him. I'll go get the corner. Classic JM team. Too much talent that just... Well, here's the thing. Didn't. Kaz Martin had like 100 yards first half, and he had one carry second one carry. half. What are you doing? I will never. That was a deadline night. What are you doing? That was a Friday night. That was the point. One of the only times I covered the team. I'm like, these guys just might not be good. Halftime of that game. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we God, were- this could be a long year. And, you know, this past year was a little long, but there's yep. they've got <laughs> the sophomores and freshmen coming up yep. and a new stadium. But anyways, that was at JM. Yep. I'm thinking this Martin kid's jitterbug i mean yep. good luck i'm like this could be a tough year and then the second half uh solely made a play i don't know what yep. it was hilly it, started running hilly well, started running and then game. um yep. over time i think probably you had it or um was it uh westfall had a big play that game. westfall had a not the last play of the game, yes westfall, they knocked threw it, it down up and knocked it down that game i think i scored so <laughs> jm scored first ot uh-huh it was a two it was. ot it was a it two was. ot JM scores first OT. We're like fourth and goal. Yep. <laughs> on that first OT, we need to score because we're down yes. seven. I score, and I still will always remember uh-huh. this because J- Jeff yeah. talked to me about yeah. it. I score, and they have their pet band right behind the field goal post. I catch I it. Remember I remember this. I meant to throw it over my shoulder, and I threw the thing 50 feet into the air, middle of the two bus, and the pet <laughs> 15-yard flag. And I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, I'm wait, so wait, sorry. wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. We need this extra point to go to double OT, and now Barishka, who truthfully hadn't hit 35 yarders in practice, no. has to kick this 37-yard extra point. And Jeff kind of looks at me as I'm coming off the sidelines, and it was just kind of oh. like, you just lost. I mean, No catch. words here. Good but... catch, but you just lost yeah. us the game because he's not hitting this 37-yard PAT. It <laughs> made foot, it. Skirts by him. I'm sitting on the bench, not even watching. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then we go out there. Then where you get the ball first, we score, and then Blake has the fourth down, deflection and whatnot. Five like unbelievable yeah. guys in this class. That's funny because mixed in, mixed in with me and Brady Ryder squatting four hundred pounds is just like a random freshman that doesn't play sports. <laughs> I wanted to learn about lifting. And wanted to get squat, squatting the bar. Yeah. So like, but no, this is the Peyton Rob story. So uh-huh. in this individual class of 25, 28 kids, we had me, Brady Ryder, Peyton Rob, Dalton Cabista, Alex Reichley. I think Budok was in that class. And probably two or three other stud athletes yeah. that I'm just forgetting right, about. Right, right. And so just in this little, all right, hey, 88 minutes, let's lift. Jerry Agermont <laughs> teaching us how to lift. Some of the most 
life-changing stuff I've ever get because I got so big into the weight room and I learned 95% of the initial stuff from him. He, yeah, there's a lot of Jerry. We could go off on Jerry. Unbelievable. But anyways. Anyways, now we're on Max Day and I forgot uh-huh. to, now as I say Max Day, I'm going to tell you Spencer's sophomore summer Max oh, We never story. finished that either. We yeah. didn't finish that story. There's two, I mean, we yeah, could talk we got stuff going on. All man. night. We, we, yeah. Anyways, Peyton Rob are maxing out and I remember me and Brady Ryder were both going for the Power Clean record board. When they put you on the record board, if you were top five, okay. So top, I still remember Andrew Stelter, three forty-five <laughs> power clean right. from the ground, flip it, jump under the bottom. I think fifth place was two seventy-five. So me and Ryder were both at like two sixty-five, trying to work it up, just couldn't do it. Yep. Well, then I look over and like me and Brett Ryder were moving the most weight. We're seniors, we're old. But yeah. then I look over and I see Peyton Rob. I'm two twenty <laughs> lifting two sixty. He's one ten lifting two twenty-five. I was like. <laughs> That's the most insane thing. That's I've a seen different in my breed. Life. And I was like, that kid could be a good athlete. That's He's what I right. remember. And so it's like, I had an mm-hmm. eight week class with him, mm-hmm. and I was like, this kid's going to be a little something special because I watched him power clean once. Now, um, my goodness. He might be just the best, most high achieving athlete in this generation, right? For in terms of college. Let's I mean, finish the story on Spencer. It's 30 seconds. Perfect segue to get He misses that. the whole summer of yes. lifting, right? I told you guys. Get if that. you don't lift Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. you don't play varsity and football. And you won't. This isn't you just won't. talk. You won't. You yeah. don't. Like, it's no. Sorry. Like, you're getting calls every day if you miss. Anyways, Spencer doesn't show up at all. Shows up on max day right before two days. <laughs> no one has any idea what to expect. I'm a freshman, so I don't really know what's going on. I'm just watching all these guys squat 500 pounds. I'm like, this is awesome, right? Yeah. I want to do this someday. Yeah. Spencer, I guess, came up to someone in the corner. He's like, I've been running to MC Fitness four miles from my house every day, working out every day, two hours. And we're just like, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. right, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Prove then, it. <laughs> and then we just fast forward. So he's 15 years old, maybe 16, but I think he was 15. Summer of his sophomore year, going into his sophomore year. And he looks like a grown man, but he's 15 yeah. years old. It's he insane. just finished his freshman year of high school, and he squats five plates, 500 pounds. He benches three plates, 330, and I think he cleaned like 285. And we all kind of just look, and we're like, oh, my God. And it was like, yeah, he was like, stuff happened, and it didn't all work out. Right. But he was a D1 player, 1 million percent. Yep. Like, he'd be sitting in school, and he'd have Nebraska, Iowa. He had letters from uh, Michigan State coming told in. me Iowa. Oh, yep. so many. So it's like. That I mean, that was one of the most insane. Like for people that know lifting and some of those number stuff, it's like he showed up and he was three years younger than these starting senior linemen that have been lifting their whole life, and he's doing double on every single. Put day. him on the freak list. Yeah. And it's all these really short stories of mm-hmm. like, hey, this is so before, and these guys are geniuses. Captains meeting. So Jeff Williams, why he's so successful at what he does after the banquet. Mm-hmm. So then at the banquet, end of the year banquet, they name the captains for Every the year. Every year. It's a big deal. Yep. So then the, at, right after that, that spring, captains meet every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. in Jeff's office to talk about the team. Unbelievable. Great idea. So it tells yep. me of like communicate, communicate, communicate. Players-led team, always better. Yep. The point is this is our senior year. So it's me, Manny, Borchardt, Hilly sitting in his office. Probably like our fourth. Sammy or, Hyle. Yes. Probably oh. our fourth or fifth one at this point. And I just remember um, where we have this whole roster list. And we uh-huh. were, like, ranking guys of, like, kind of, like, more off, not, like, skill level, but, like, hey, work ethic, trust, like, bunker hole guys. Like, yes. who do you trust yes. on this team? Then I just remember, so it was a, li- it was a sophomore through freshman list. And then at the, it was, mm. he was either on the list or Jeff just said, also, 
we're calling up a freshman to varsity, yep. and we look at each other, and we're like, he does not do that. We're folks. like, no, D- no, he doesn't even barely calls up sophomore. So it's like yeah. we're calling up a freshman. I was like, he didn't, he hasn't played a freshman snap of football. He played eighth grade football last year, junior high, junior high football. Yep. And I was like, Jeff, there's no way. Like, uh-huh. there, I mean, I don't. It doesn't even matter. Because and guess who like, touched the ball for you first that year he's against a West? Kick Jason. Jason. So then Jeff goes, "This kid, uh-huh. Jason Williamson, is a freshman. We're calling uh-huh. him up to varsity. He ended up hurting his back that year, yep. so he couldn't finish the year. Yep. He's like, he's just different. I went to every eighth grade football game, and he is just different. I'm like, hey, but Jeff, it's eighth grade football. What are you talking about? Jason came to seven on seven. Uh-huh. And I'll always remember this because we would do seven on seven at Farmington High School. Uh-huh. It's us, Farmington, Lakeville North, Eden Prairie. Mm-hmm. Really good seven on seven teams to play against. I'm so glad we did it. Jason had to come late from like a ninth grade basketball tournament in the summer. Jeff's like, hey, Jason, go out to X. Runs like a fade or like a deep pulse right away. Manny throws it up 30 yards. Lakeville North's number one corner, this massive stacked yes. white guy. Corner 6-2, yeah. just locked down. Jason goes up high points at back of the end zone, comes down, and we all kind of look at each other. What's going on here? Who's this what freshman is, Yeah, guy? what's going on here? And I was like, holy cow, he, this, maybe this kid will be maybe good. Maybe he's all right. And then we watch him in practice, and obviously the rest the, is history. The, exactly. But if you didn't already know, Jeff Williams is smart. Okay, here's a Jason story that encapsulates it. Yep. Jason, we need you to go play DB one game against yep. Century, and it was like a junior or senior. Just do it for a half, dude. These guys are kind of three picks. <laughs> What? And then it's like, okay, if you wanted him to be the best linebacker, he would have been the best linebacker, been, receiver, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's yep. dunking the ball. I think he would have been an NFL receiver. 100%. Go for it. Like, I, hands, jumping ability, and size. And yep. so 6'2", 2-whatever. Yeah. And it's yep. like, yeah, he ran a four six five forty, and that's great. Yep. But there's something about running in pads. Like Peyton Byer had that. Yep. I don't care what your 40 time is. When you're in un- your underwear, right, he or whatever, was so smooth he had the he just glided. And oh. if you right, how many times have you looked at film? Are they going to get Jason? No, they're not. <laughs> Never. Now there's that extra gear because he has the pads. The strength doesn't like yeah. they don't slow him down, baby. No. And and I always try to remind myself. I can remember the 2018 state title game being at the, on the sideline at the bank, thinking, "Wow, this is exactly where I want to be right now." I will never, ever, ever, ever. One more time, ever see another Jason Williamson, yeah. and I won't, and that's fine, yep. which is why I'm going to watch Peyton Rob wrestle now in person because Limited I— opportunities do really cool stuff. Exactly, yep. and that's what sports gives you, and yep. the fact that there's always going to be those guys in this town, it just breeds it. it nothing happens by mistake. This whole podcast not happening anywhere else. The well, show. I want to look back on this in 12 months and just be like, think about us just chopping it up. <laughs> and that was the thing of yeah. OPP John cares. He cares about, like, not just our team, not just about OPP, like us as individuals. And yeah. that's what's, like, special. And that's why you're fun to talk to. And well, that's why other people like talking to you as well. Seriously, Al, this has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, please tell me about Carlton baseball. Anything else that we're forgetting, it takes a very, very – Special athlete to go at Carlton, takes a special coach, yep. and you're building something. What is it after year one or whatever, anything you want with Carlton baseball? Where do you want to be? How have you just started to infuse your philosophy into this program? Because you know it's not going to happen overnight, right? Yep. Is it yep. the patience that's the hardest? It is. And, and, and it's the patience and knowing what success looks like, but knowing you can't get there can't overnight. Rush it. You can't get there in a week. You can't get there in a month, truthfully. So that's kind of the hardest part, and that's kind of been my emphasis to the guys. You talked about 
those teams that have unbelievable chemistry, your baseball teams, where it's like mm-hmm. when the juniors became seniors, they were a more talented team than when you had your two, three seniors that were playing and they were juniors and they weren't as developed. But chemistry, and it's a word thrown around It's a buzzword, but... Chemistry, culture, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, how, whatever word you want to use to describe it, it's 100% true in yes. sports. And you know that. Anyone who's been on a sports team before, there's teams that we're talented and we don't click. Or we're not that talented, but we do really click. Mm-hmm. So knowing some of that stuff, like that's what... I want in Carlton, knowing we are not going to have the most talented Division Three baseball players in the nation, in Minnesota, in the conference. We're not going to have the most talented guys. Short-term wise, we can have the hardest working, and hardest working is not just uh, show up and you grind right. the room. Hardest working, in my opinion, is, yeah, when you're at practice, you're taking your swings diligently, you're making your throws diligently, and you always have an intention and a plan behind mm-hmm. what you're doing. Because like I said before, the only way you're not successful in life is if you're not progressing. Mm-hmm. So if you're not learning, if you're not growing, then you're not being successful. But you can be at the very bottom, and if you're progressing and getting better from where you were yesterday, from where you were last week, from the last year, you're successful, in my opinion, in life. Mm-hmm. And that's where these Carlton, Carlton kids are at, of like, we know we're not going to be the most talented, but we're going to do – the mm-hmm. absolute most in our ability. It starts with throwing and hitting. It goes to weight room, taking care of that, working through a full range of motion, moving the weights hard. It goes to sleep. It goes to getting all A's and getting ahead on your homework. So then when we do have to go on the bus, you get to hang out with your teammates mm-hmm. and not have to do homework. It goes to filling out internships, filling out. I've written like six, seven letters of recommendation. And right away I was like, oh gosh, I got to make this a good letter of recommendation. What ends up happening with all these companies uh-huh. I write a letter of rec for one Carlton student-athlete. They then interview the Carlton student-athlete, this baseball player, and they're like, oh, coach, can you send us like five more of your guys next summer or this summer, like yeah. referrals? And right. I was like, yeah, I have high-level dudes, which makes yep. my job really, really easy. So Carlton baseball, for right now, I want people in Minnesota to know what it is. When a kid commits to St. John's, I want them to know no, we're in the conference. Right. But on top of that, I don't really like – other people's perceptions, again, I can't control. Right. So it's like I know if I control, I do the most I can today, this next week at U.S. Bank Stadium next Tuesday, and then hopefully at the conference tournament in St. John's and Collegeville in May, then those things take care of themselves. But I know I can't get to those spots if I don't take care of today. And if I don't do three and a half hours of good live ABs Saturday morning, take care of that. Boom, we're going to come back Monday. Team defense, a little bit of hitting, a little bit of throwing work. Take care of that. Get better that day. Tuesday, crank the machine up, high velo, throw medicine balls, get better that day. And then it's really just about stacking those days to try and do something really cool at the end. And I don't know mm-hmm. what that really cool thing is, but like that's been my overall kind of life and sports mentality mm-hmm. of just kind of like, I'm a sophomore, dressed in varsity, oh, a ton of football. This is the best team I've ever seen. We've talked about it. And it's like, am I ever going to be able to play varsity football? And what, what am I going to do? And it's not like... That's more of like my old thinking of selfish thinking. And then it's like, I'm lucky enough to be a part of something really, really cool. And bigger I, than yourself. Bigger than myself. And that's what these Carlton student athletes get, truthfully, of like, they're really thankful every single day that they just have the opportunity to go out there and just play baseball for the fun of it. Because they're realistic kids, too. And they're like, at some point, very soon, I'm going to be working full time, making six figures and <laughs> get a Carlton degree. This is part of the phase. But this is, yeah, exactly. So then it's like, that's been the coolest part of me. It was like, it'd be so easy for these, like, I'm not lying when I say they're in the library till midnight every single night. I believe studying. it. And it's I like, it. 
they have so much extra stuff that they're doing. They could so easily just show up and just be like, coach, like we're just doing this for the fun of it. Like we're going to work hard, but get better. But it's like, no, every single practice, these guys are just like, coach, I'm working on this and this today. This is when I want to get better. Cause I just like uh-huh. for a week kind of introed, we always need an intention behind anything you do, have an intention, one or two things to get better. And then eventually if it doesn't work that day, keep working at it, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. But if you just hope, and that's all you yeah, get. It, maybe you'll get better. Maybe you won't. Yep. So to close it, it's just like uh-huh. these Carlton student athletes and more so like the whole administration, the whole school in general is people that want to be successful. And then that just carries right over to baseball. So now that I can give them, like I said, they're smarter than me in every single subject, <laughs> but baseball. Mm-hmm. So now I, I get to transfer my baseball knowledge to them and see them learn and grow through that. And like you've talked about the examples that you've laid out, it's like why I love it is like, you know, if you walk a guy on four pitches, it's 30 seconds. You're yep. standing there. Everyone in the stadium's looking at you. If you strike out to end the game, it's not like football, whereas if you miss a tackle, well, running back goes. <laughs> right. No one sees. It's so fast. Hockey, if I miss a shot, oh, okay, hustle back check, right? No one notices. Baseball, you mess up, all eyes are on Center you. Center stage. Center stage. So that's what it goes back to of like it can, not to be too cl- cliche, but it's like it'll, it can teach you some life lessons of how to deal with failure, how to deal with anxiety, how to deal yes. with pressure because yes. that is going to happen in your day-to-day lives. So that's why having these Carlton athletes, seeing how they deal with pressure and seeing how successful they want to be, it just motivates me even more to keep doing what I'm doing and to get these guys, give them the most tools to be as successful as possible. And I think in baseball, there's a right way to do a lot of things and a wrong way to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And this is where we will end. I coached high school baseball in western Wisconsin at a very small school mm-hmm. uh, south of Eau Claire, and they had never had a standard there. Yep. And they would come to practice with their hats on backwards and yep. one kid had jeans on and all that. And <laughs> I didn't come from that. That's not me. That It wasn't even a private school thing. It was just that's not how you play baseball. And there's so many things that, Coach, why can't you step on the line? Why, why, you, you know, why is it that you know, the ump calls time when the, the catch – because that's baseball. When you come here, we're, I don't care if we win, but we're going to be the team that's there first. We're going to have our – everyone's going to have their shirts tucked in. Yep. I'm going to spend money out of my pocket to get you guys shorts and a – practice shirt yep and just a bp top yeah bingo we need that yep and i'm not gonna if, if you show up for to practice with your head on backwards or step on my field you're done yep. and we've had to enforce that yeah and we're gonna do it the right way and the and the kids we had, we had to run them one day and they said why are we this is baseball why are we running it's because yep. you have to learn how to deal with doing something you don't want to do Correct. there's a lot of things in baseball that i don't want to do i don't want to do this i don't want to do that yep. and it's almost like golf in a way. There's a right way to do baseball stuff. Yep. And it could be go to the extreme like anything else, and there's yep. a wrong way. And yep. you have the opportunity to help mold these kids and, and that are already molded. They're, that are The clay is already – job easy, yep. And, and that's really cool. And I honestly, I'm going to make as many – I'm the biggest Carlton baseball fan now. Go no, Knights. I know. Our, our Evo <laughs> Shield order is on the way. So the next time I'm in town – Swag, man. Or if you make it to a game, I have – are you large T-shirt? What size uh, yeah, hat? Yeah, well, you know, it's – Medium T? Uh, no, large. Large T. I've given what, up on the – What hat uh, size? Seven and uh, three-eighths. Three-eighths. If you okay, go that good. specific. Yes. No, we do. Yep. That's awesome.